Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Well, good morning. Hello. Thanks for being here. It's Wednesday, April 19th, seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. How about we talk about Senate Bill 4? Senate Bill 4, the Indiana House voted yesterday 78 to 21 to approve Senate Bill 4. Well, what's in Senate Bill 4? You're wondering. In it, a provision to investigate the state's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Led by Eric Holcomb. So, so you're telling me that for three years, the state legislature, who it, everybody will remember in 2020, when all those Republicans were up for re-election in the House and Senate, it was, send us back. We're going to stop Holcomb. We're going to limit the governor's powers. We're going to get to the bottom of what happened. We'll never allow this to happen ever again. Three years later, Mm -hmm. they've done absolutely nothing, Casey, Mm -hmm. other than write a single bill to, air quote, attempt to limit the governor's powers that, if you read it, looked like it was written by a (laughs) seven-year-old. And it failed in court. And the only way it was possible that was written by Rod Bray, who is an attorney, and approved by Rod Bray, who is an attorney, was that they wanted it to fail. So the Republicans have done nothing in three years. If Holcomb were to decide tomorrow, I'm shutting the state down because of a made-up emergency like he did the last time, there's absolutely nothing that would stop him from doing that. Yep. 728 days, and they did nothing. Do you remember? 15 days to flatten the curve, and that turned into two years from March 6, 2020 to March 3rd, 22, and the Republican-controlled House and Senate, what did they do? Well, let's, let's, Nothing. well, let's point out one thing they did do, Casey, and this really makes them angry when we remind everyone of this. When they came back for Org Day in November of 2020, they did exempt themselves from the governor's mask mandate. So they didn't do nothing. Oh, They didn't make sure that they were exempted from the governor's mask mandate. So three years later, they've done nothing, and now they've decided, we're going to investigate what happened, Mm -hmm. Casey. We're going to investigate and get to the bottom of it. And so it's going to take them a year at least to get to the bottom of what happened in COVID. Newsflash, here's what happened. Some tyrannical, narcissistic, self-absorbed, power-hungry maniac shut the state down and you guys did nothing. Story over. There. That took about seven seconds, Casey. Done. Some people like to ruminate. They like to talk about the past. They like to bring it up. And... That could be because to move forward, you have to realize the mistakes that were made in the past. Make the changes necessary to move forward. You think this is not that case. This is a case of we're going to spend more taxpayer money to investigate what happened two years ago. And here's the best part of all this. So by the time they get done with their investigation, again, 
No need for an investigation. I just told you what happened. <laughs> a narcissistic, sociopathic, power-hungry, egotistical, self-absorbed elitist shut the state down, and you guys didn't do anything to stop him. There. I think that, might, that one might have taken eight seconds to get through. But by the time they get done with their investigation... He'll be out of office. He's going to be gone! Yeah. <laughs> How is it they're investigating one of their own? That seems a little different. And what are you going to do with the investigation? Because you already know what happened. And you guys have done nothing for three years. What are you going to do? Get the information that confirms everything I just told you? <laughs> There's, there is not one thing that Eric Holcomb did that he can prove saved a single life. The million plus people he put out of work, the tens of thousands of businesses he shut down. There's not one thing that he can point to to say one single person is alive because I did the thing that I did. Now, he did uh, call a bunch of law-abiding, peaceful protesters a human Petri dish. wonder if that'll make it into the report. He did have a VIP meet and greet during the pandemic with Malik Muhammad, who is now in jail in Portland for attempting to kill cops after threatening to seize the governor's mansion on live TV. He did do that. I wonder if that'll make it into the report. There's not one thing you can point to that him or Dr. Box, gynecologist, you remember Dr. Box, gynecologist, right, Casey, the state mm -hmm. health commissioner? Mm -hmm. You may remember her from such things as uh, <laughs> having a large wedding for her kid where she wasn't wearing a mask, and then a week later going on statewide television and finger-wagging at people about wearing a mask. You remember Dr. Box, gynecologist, state health commissioner, right? Yeah. Who oversaw the response to the pandemic, who got COVID multiple times, despite doing all the things that she said would prevent you or could prevent you or whatever from getting COVID. Um, so, but this is your government. This is your Republican state government at work that three years later, after doing absolutely nothing, now we're going to investigate. Now let's look and see what happened. Okay, so Chris Jeter of Fisher says that before we plow another $220 million into the public health system, we owe it to our constituents to do a review <laughs> of the two-year COVID emergency. Now, now they... You know what? Now they're concerned about their constituents. And, I, and look, Jeter's wife is a big fan of this show, and she's very nice, and I have met her at multiple events. And uh, so oh, with all that in mind, Chris Jeter, shove it up your backside. <laughs> because you and your Republican okay. colleagues who are giving yourselves a million and or allocating a million and a half dollars in raises for yourselves while doing nothing on property taxes, you guys have had three years to do something. You don't need a study to do something. You know what he did. Mm -hmm. You know what the governor did. You know who it impacted. You know who I want to testify at this uh, investigation? Joe Hogsett, see where he was? Well, that'd be great. Maybe we get to the bottom where Hogsett was during the riots. But I want my friend Casey, who had to start an OnlyFans account mm. to pay her bills because they shut down the bar that she worked at Yet she didn't qualify for the freebie giveaway handout of Palooza that took place. I want my I want these lawmakers to have to look at my friend and say, we care about you. 
Three years later, nobody still cares about the countless people like her who had to make ridiculous choices in order to be able to feed their families. Mm. These people don't care about you at all, and they're going to do as they always do, which is the bare-ass minimum, and then they're going to absolve themselves and their cronies, in this case, their, their political crony being the governor, of any responsibility for the destruction they had on this state. I would like them to have testimony from the entire graduating class of 2020 (laughs) who moved their tassels to the other side from their family room as their names were announced on YouTube. You know anybody like that? Oh, yes I do actually. I gave birth to someone like that. I think she's available. I've got her number if they want to call her. Okay, so uh, Nikki Kelly, by the way, Nikki Kelly's going to join us later in the hour. We're going to talk about the Senate passed a budget. They did it, Casey. They passed a budget with no property tax relief in it. Yep. I mean, there's some like, if the House version was the bare minimum, they did the bare minimum times 33,000 and they passed the budget uh the other day. So Nikki Kelly's going to be with us later. But she had the quote from the governor. So apparently this made it back to Holcomb uh, that there's going to be an investigation Mm -hmm. uh, on him calling uh, people a human Petri dish (laughs) and uh, shutting down society and costing a million people their jobs. Here was his quote. In terms of public health, I don't want to look back. Well, no kidding. If I destroyed society and called a bunch of my neighbors a human petri dish i wouldn't want to look back at it's so painful to talk about it we've litigated before it was unanimously ruled in our favor each and every case that came our way so i think most hoosiers are looking forward and that's where i want to keep our eye on the horizon not over our shoulders Mm -hmm. well again i can't say that word you ever, have you ever said something on the air that you were not supposed to say? Have you ever done that in all the years? <laughs> yes. You have? You've had yeah. to have the dump button hit on you before? Yes. I can proudly say of all the the just uncontrollable rage I've expressed on these airwaves over the years, I've never had to have the dump button hit on me. And I was real close there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can say a-hole. <laughs> I can't say the word, but I can say a-hole. And a-hole, I want to look back every single day and remind people every single day until you are no longer the governor of the state of Indiana of the destruction you brought on people and on businesses and on societies and on communities. I will never let people forget, Holcomb, what you did to this state as long as you are in office. You know who he sounds like with his response? He sounds like a Delaney a little, who said, we all know what happened during COVID. We know the consequences. The job is improving public health, not picking on the governor's office. Now, Ed Delaney, he wants to move forward as well. And there's a big D behind Ed Delaney's name. Well, there should be one behind Eric Holcomb's That's name. That's what too. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Birds of a feather. All right. uh, When we come back, Chris Christie, you may know him. Yeah. Uh, He was former governor of New Jersey. Is he announcing he's running for president again? Well, he is definitely running for president again. He has already failed at running for president once. So that's the government with a career politician way. Right, Casey? Yeah. If if at first you don't succeed, keep trying. Or pick another office. He is uh, not a fan of Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He uh, made that verbally known yesterday. Yeah. And we've got it for you coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. 22 
minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, taking a look at what is trending this morning. Wendy's, they're making a change to their menu. They've decided to take away the vanilla option frosty and replace it with strawberry for the summer. What? Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. Apparently, they've got some research that says strawberry is, the, is better it, in the summer. Is the Bud Light marketing person now running the Wendy's Frosty division? <laughs> also trending. What? Society just can't leave things alone. You ever notice that? Like yeah. They just can't say, this is working. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. Maybe it's not working. Maybe they found out that people like strawberry over vanilla. It's vanilla, Casey. <laughs> doesn't like it? Everybody can eat Vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's like radio. People complain all the time. The radio station plays the same 10 songs over and over and over again. You mean the hits? I want variety. There's a reason they play the same 10 songs over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because everybody can listen. Everybody can listen to the Eagles' Lion Eyes. <laughs> everybody can listen to Bob Seger's old-time rock and roll. Those are the songs that test well. Everybody can listen to Jumpin' Jack Flash by the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. You know what they don't want? Mm-hmm. An 83-minute version of Eight Miles High by the Birds. <laughs> you know why? Because seven people want that. And yet, in our society... We keep appealing for some reason to the guy who wants the 87-minute version of Eight Miles High by the Birds, when in reality, society just wants Lion Eyes by the Eagles. low cum, high passion. Leave it alone! Let's be honest. If you're going to Wendy's and you're buying a Frosty, you're getting chocolate. Aren't you? Are you? I am. Wait, is, is the actual, the original Frosty is not a vanilla Frosty? No, it's chocolate. It's chocolate, isn't but they it? Have yes, that's right. A vanilla, as which well. would make sense. Chocolate and vanilla, right? But no vanilla this summer. When you go to the old country buffet, <laughs> uh, or what's the one that the old country buffet? Does that even exist anymore? Golden the Corral. Golden Corral. Mm-hmm. When you go to the ice cream machine at the dessert portion of the buffet, mm-hmm. what do they have? Chocolate, vanilla, mixed swirl. Those are your three options. You can have chocolate. You can have vanilla. You can have them swirled together. Why? Because everyone will like either chocolate or vanilla. You know what everyone doesn't like? Strawberry. Strawberry. (laughs) Strawberry. Or whatever they come up with. Jamocha or mint chocolate chip. They're always trying to be cute. Just leave it alone. We can't leave anything alone in society anymore. Would this be a bad time to introduce the topic of dipping your salty fries into your Frosty? Don't even... Start. It's delicious, Rob. You have to do Don't. it. You get the salty and the sweet. This heresy right now. Who? Thank you. Who, me? You. you he gets with, no. the, with the fries and I, the fries? I, I can't stand it when no, people do that. No, that's the whole thing, Kurt. No. It's delicious. Uh-uh. It is not delicious. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. I want to hear from somebody who does that. I know so, I'm not the only one. Some guy got paid a lot of money to sit around in the Wendy's marketing department. And they said, what's your big plan for the summer, Brad? And Brad and they sa- said, we're going to put Dylan Mulvaney on the Frosty Cup. We're going to attract a whole new demographic. The, the Strawberry Frosty is the big marketing thing they could come up with. And it, look, if you had said, we're going to, inter- if we're going to introduce a, a, a Pink Frosty, fine. Stupid, but whatever. But they're eliminating yeah. the vanilla Frosty. Yes. Why do you have to eliminate? They only have two Frosty machines, I guess. Just leave it alone. <laughs>
<laughs> Can we get through the rest yeah, of sorry, these stories sorry. quickly? Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, she had a press conference. She tried to be homey with an old Biden saying, some say she messed it up. I've got a different take. I say she gave it the full Biden treatment. You know the thing. So you've heard the president share his father saying, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I will uh, and, and I will and that will show us, you, the American people, what you value. And you hear the president say that over and over again. You've heard me say that uh, repeating the president from time to time here at the podium. Have you ever heard that phrase before in your life? No, but I don't I, even know what she said. But I would desperately like to see Hunter Biden's budget, including where all his money comes mm. from. So I am down with that. I would love to see the Biden's budget. I would love to see every source of revenue they have, and it would answer a lot of questions for society. Finally, and quickly, so that we can get to the news, Netflix is bringing down the curtain on their DVD by mail service. The red envelope used to get the disc in the mail. I didn't even know they were still doing still that. A thing? Yes. Why? Well, not anymore. They're they're done doing that. You're no longer going to be able to hey. get, get your movies via mail. Hey, Mr. 2006. Right. You're out of touch. You're out of time. Yep, exactly. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Can always count on Kevin for the callback musically. Uh, so last segment, I we were talking about the destruction of society and how society <laughs> always appeals, it seems like, to the people in which there's like seven people interested in something. And in a weird way, I was thinking about this during the break. It's 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 much deeper than just, we were, of course, having fun with Wendy's and the, the Frosty and mm-hmm. the, uh, the different Frosties they're putting out. But that's sort of like what is happening if you look at with, for example, the trans movement. Bud Light. Where there are, that appeals to such a minute amount of people, and yet these mega corporations are catering to these people. And I had mentioned, I'd said, you know, there's a reason certain stations play certain songs over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. People want to hear Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. It's been popular for 55 years or whatever it's been because it's a great song. What they don't want to (laughs) hear is an 83-minute version of Eight Miles High by the Birds. And the reason I mentioned that was when when I first started in radio, I worked at what was... It was basically a community radio station. It was one of those stations where you could hear it all over the place, but it was basically a community station. You've worked at them. You know the type. And it's the sort of station where if used to say if you had a check they would put it on the radio up to including if you walked in and said i want to broadcast some kids playing in the park they would probably have taken your check and put you on doing your kid play-by-play of your kid sliding down sure a, a slide anything to keep the lights on and there were these guys who used to do this it was on i think friday and saturday nights they would do this live music show and these guys the one guy especially, his whole life was he went to live music. He spent exorbitant amounts of money to go to live music, and he would sit in the front row. So if Billy Joel's coming to town, dude is buying street tickets, and he's going, and he's his whole life was live music. And they used to play these live versions of songs where it was, I mean, I'm serious, it was a, tw- you know, hey, here's a 20-minute version of Eight Miles High by the Birds. And I used to sit there and go, 
there are three people listening to this, mm-hmm. but to you, it is the yeah. greatest thing in the history of ever. Yeah, lo- low cum, high passion. Three people listening, two of them accidentally left their radios on, passed out in a drunken stupor, <laughs> so and you. you. And so, Kev, that was the eight miles high by the birds. Nice job, Kevin. 936, let's talk about what's going on quickly with Ron DeSantis and Disney. We've got a big showdown going on between the governor and the world's biggest entertainment company. Yeah, and Chris Christie, who has run for president, now this will be his second time. He's already dumped on Trump, who he's best buddies with when he wanted to be vice president. Now he doesn't like Ron DeSantis. I don't think Ron DeSantis is a conservative based on his actions towards Disney. I mean, you know, where are we headed here now? Um, that if you express disagreement in this country, the government is allowed to punish you? To me, that's what I always thought liberals did. And now all of a sudden, here we are participating in this with a Republican governor. And the second piece of it is, like, part of the, I'm all for the use, the appropriate use of governmental power to achieve laudable goals. And when you're the governor of a state and our governorship is constitutionally the most powerful governorship of the country, Mm. the New Jersey governorship has enormous authority. And I loved using the levers of that authority to be able to accomplish things. But when you put someone in that position or like a position of president, um, if you're going to use those levers, you've got to look around the corners to see what the result of that will be. For him to have taken the action he took against Disney and to not have foreseen that Disney was going to do what they did in response, which was to completely take over the millions and millions of acres and the zoning decisions of that before they got the authority. Well, I'll tell you this much. That's not the guy I want sitting across from President Xi and negotiating our next. We got to get to a break because Nikki Kelly's going to join us to talk about how the Republicans screwed everyone on property taxes in the Senate. But I just there's some irony in Bridgegate guy talking about abuse of executive authority, right? It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and gosh darn it, Casey, those Republicans in the Indiana Senate were not screwing around when it came to telling taxpayers to kick rocks on property tax relief. They went straight there, didn't they? They were not faking. They were not bluffing. They passed a budget yesterday, and I'll be darned, it has basically no property tax relief in it. You were expecting more. Well, I thought maybe it was an act. You know, maybe they were considering careers in theater or Broadway. Uh, No, they literally extended the middle finger and said, nothing for you. And here with us to talk about it, one of the best in the business, joining us now on the DriveHubler.com hotline, Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capital Chronicle. Nikki, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. So if I would have told you, Nikki, because you were at the epicenter of it all in 2008 and 2010, doing great reporting, there will be another property tax crisis in Indiana, and this time the Republicans are going to tell everyone to kick rocks. Would you have believed me? (laughs) Uh, Probably not, though I might differ with you on the word crisis. (laughs) 
Well, uh, look, we go by the, you know, look, we go by the property tax bills that people call in. We go by our own property yeah. tax bills. I mean, there's no doubt there's been huge increases in property taxes. And these Absolutely. are, the, the, why are they doing nothing? Did they say anything about this yesterday when they passed the budget? Well, no. And, and to be fair, <laughs> there, well, I, I want to be clear, to be fair, there has never been any property tax language in the budget. There are other bills that there is property tax language in. So I didn't expect there to be discussion of property taxes on the budget. And I can talk about some property language they put into another bill if, if you're interested. Sure. But yeah, so I wasn't surprised about the budget because that was never going to be the vehicle for it. But they, but they, would you couple that with the Thompson bill that they took all the language out yep. you were on last week to talk about that? Yep. It, it doesn't seem like there's it, where are they going to put it if they're going to put anything meaningful or if we just waved bye bye to anything meaningful? Oh, wait, you're got, you guys are going to love this. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, you have my complete bill, attention. The Thompson bill that they stripped out yes. that we talked about last week, they put some back in. Oh. On second reading. Uh-huh. So they put in an amendment to incre- to do two things for just two years, 24 and 25, uh-huh. um, that increase the supplemental homestead deduction and limit levy growth that um, local governments can take. And so that language was put in on second reading and the bill passed out of the Senate yesterday. So, it so was, real yeah. quick, quick question for you. So Thompson has this, whatever it was, 65 page amendment. And yeah. he was very adamant that, well, if you kind of me- start messing with it, the whole house falls apart. What's the game? Is it Django where you keep putting mm-hmm. the thing in and if you <laughs> touch one thing wrong, it all falls apart. So they stripped all that out. Then they put two things back in and now we We've got a week and a half, a week basically to figure this all out. Is, am I understanding that right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> it is. I mean, I think what happened was they were waiting until people got their bills before they made any big key decisions. And while people are, are definitely getting bills, I don't see the level of anger or activism against them that I saw a decade or so ago. Like, yes, are they getting some calls and emails? Yeah, but like there aren't any rallies. There aren't any, you know what I mean? They're not seeing these people in their faces. And I think that might be a little bit of the difference. And I think you just made a great point. Casey and I talk about this all the time, and we've been talking about this adamantly for the past couple weeks. That simply emailing or calling is not enough anymore. You got to do the thing where you show up at the state house and you got to chant and you got to wear color coordinated shirts and you just got to do all the stuff, right? Because simply calling and emailing, I mean, I, look, we know from our audience, I mean, they're getting thousands of emails and phone calls, but you're right. You got to show up in person and be angry. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. It's harder to ignore, right? So, um, th- so they, they, it seems like they are feeling feeling it out as they go. The Thompson bill originally was sort of a, a much larger scope. The amendment they put back in um, is a much smaller scope. It would save homeowners about ninety million dollars next year statewide. Um, unfortunately, for other taxpayers, when you adjust the deduction that simply shifts that burden to other taxpayers so farmers businesses mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing um so it yeah it saves homeowners but hurts others so, so nikki kelly is our guest from indiana capital chronicle casey go ahead so when we began the segment nikki you said you would not call it a crisis now you're a writer you're a wordsmith fantastic orator reporter what word would you use well, I think we've discussed that I have a little bit different um, 
view of the property tax system. I think it's working the way they designed it. Whether you like that or not is, you know, yes, you're up so- to you. But it's it's cyclical, and we are seeing after post pandemic all these huge um, housing increases, and that's what moved everyone's assessed values up and. And, and now we're already seeing that come down again. So I think we're kind of at the bubble of it going up and that it'll come down again. It's, it's always been a bit of a roller coaster, and that's what we're seeing. So we've been at the top of the hill. Yes. And now we're going for a ride. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think you hit on ride. The, Yeah. I think you hit on a good point, Nikki, which is I fundamentally disagree with the idea that I'm punished based on what someone else does with their property, like in the stock market. If Nikki, if you or Casey sell your stocks, you guys cash out, great, you made a bunch of money, I'm happy for you, you get taxed on that, that's fair. I don't get punished on that. In the case of the property tax issue, guy down the street sells his home from me, I get punished in terms of taxation based on that. So on this grand, is there some sort of committee now that they're going to come up with this study taxation? Is is that the plan? There is. The Senate wants to do a two-year tax commission study to look holistically at not only property taxes, but income taxes, sales taxes, kind of look and see if there's a way they can go to, uh, I guess, reform Indiana's tax structure to make sure Hoosiers aren't paying too much. And so that's under discussion. It was supposed to be two years. The House made it one year. They're, they're kind of going back and forth on the negotiations on that. Only in government would you have a study that would last two years long. <laughs> I mean, does that seem excessive to anybody but me? Well, I think what they're trying to get at is more than just sort of high. They're, they're trying to get past the high level stuff and more into the weeds of, for instance, if we brought down our sales tax, could we expand it to services? You know what I mean? Or do we want to eliminate the individual income tax? Or do we want to control property taxes? I mean, they're trying to yeah. sort of look at how everything goes together. And I've not been invited to be on the committee, which is just egregious. <laughs> I just can't believe that they didn't. I mean, if they, you know, they want, they claim they want all the voices. Uh, you had a piece, Nick, Nikki Kelly, our guest from Indiana Capital Chronicle, uh, on the ed- kind of editorial side of things that I thought was really interesting. You were talking about how, and I, look, I'm summarizing a, a big article that you wrote about how. The last couple weeks of session are, in in a way, not a good thing because you have all these things that just get thrown into bills at the end, and they don't go through the proper procedure, and they don't go through the proper vetting process. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because I thought that was really spot on. Yeah, and that's always been, you know, whether you agree philosophically or not on some things that come out, I personally have an issue about transparency and process. I believe in the process. And so when they start chucking stuff around and moving language from one bill to another and not giving proper notification to Hoosiers to testify. You know, it, it that's my little pet peeve about the legislature because I, I just don't think it's fair to Hoosiers. Yeah, well, because what's the point of having all these hearings if at the end you're just going to throw something in that was never heard? It's like, why, why are we doing this, this glorified floor show? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because, like, right now we're in this conference committee procedure, which is crazy in and of itself and they have these hearings and so there was one on this sewage bill sewage <laughs> requirements and we didn't go to it because i was like i don't i'm not interested in that bill right right well i get three texts later that say they're stripping all the sewage language out and they're <laughs> no longer a sewage bill language <laughs> oh okay 
<laughs> Sewage of a different kind. Oh, these people are totally shameless. Hey, by the way, is my is the Senate done with their work and my gas tax is going up again? Uh, that is also under negotiations. It appears some people did not understand that was in the bill. And the the point of the one-year extension, according to Senator Kreider, is that in the budget, they've created this task force. Here you go. You're going to love it. Another oh. task force. Mm-hmm. Um, committee. To your... look at the long-term funding of the future of our roads. Mm. And so basically, they said, well, we want to continue this automatic increase for one more year while we're studying that mm-hmm. and come up with a more permanent plan. Sure. Oh, you can't make it up. This is why you're the best in the business. You have all the information. Nikki, I would die of a heart attack if I had to spend seven seconds over there, and that's why we're... <laughs> Gratefully, you, you do it. Get on the committee. Yeah, well, that's why we're glad we have you. Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle, thank you so much. All right, you guys have a good day. All right, Casey, well, it sounds like we are going to get totally screwed. They're, they're going to do nothing. Correct. I, I come back to how we started the segment. I, I thought they were bluffing. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, at the end of the day, there's going to be some big thing. It's going to be like a a Christmas morning surprise. <laughs> no, nothing. You're gonna no. you're gonna pay those super high property taxes, mm-hmm. and you are gonna eat it. Yeah, they're gonna make a, a committee. They'll study it for the next two years. <laughs> so just sit tight. So, but in the meantime, pay up. Well, yeah, and we're running out of time. So let's go. Out of the segment, Casey, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, with, you know, several, was months ago now, we did the property tax song. Mm-hmm. You and me and Kev mm-hmm. came together and we did a little song to try to motivate these lawmakers to do something to help the folks. And uh, we're running out of time to play this. Got about a week left to go in the <laughs> session. So um, it's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Well, they blew up the budget in. Indy last night And they blew up our wallets too Down on West Washington They're getting ready to fight Gonna see what the Republicans can do Now there's trouble coming from Property taxes And the people can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble with all these big old jackasses and the house assessors hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Well now taxes rise baby that's a fact but maybe taxes will rise and 